If you've ever faced challenging times, then today's episode is for you. Today, I'm gonna to be sitting down and talking with a high-performing agent who has achieved million-dollar status, not just for the past year, but for the past five years, and how performing at this seriously high level can come at a serious cost. In today's very motivating and inspiring episode, I sit down with the incredible Melita Bell from Remax Success in Toowoomba. We'll be talking about how to become that million-dollar agent and how all is not quite what it seems. She's giving a remarkably frank insight into the rewards and sacrifices of being a high-performing million-dollar agent. Hello, and welcome to the Build Your Best Life video podcast series. This is episode 18. I'm your host, Sherry Stora. I'm a hardworking real estate agent and sales coach, and it's my mantra to build your best life, and I'm doing exactly this. So throughout this podcast series, you'll learn how to grow your GCI, your revenue and your profit by implementing proven sales systems and structures. You'll learn how to grow and build your own EBU, team and agencies, and how you can truly harness your real estate career to provide you with the wealth and the freedom that you've always dreamt of. So this is if this is the life that you want to live, then I seriously suggest that you tune in and subscribe to this podcast so you're notified every Tuesday when the episodes go live. Now, in addition to working exclusively with a select number of agents and agencies, I also have my Build Your Best Life coaching program. It runs on a quarterly basis and it's supported by webinars and live question time and forums. But it also comes with this success manual, which includes quarterly, weekly, monthly, and daily sales systems, structures, and templates, which is gonna help you revolutionize your career. And it's not too late to sign up to quarter three. But if you wanna get a look and feel of what templates are included in the series and in the manual, then I'm giving away a freebie as part of this podcast series. So this particular freebie is a template that's designed to really help you goal set and level up. So it's gonna help you map out exactly what you need to do to achieve your targets. Once you've set your GCI, it's then going to calculate and tell you how many sales you need to make, how many properties you need to list, and how many listing presentations you need to do in order to achieve these goals. Now, furthermore, it's gonna automatically personalize all of these for you and calculate all of the figures. It does all of the hard work for you. So look, if you want this freebie, and let's face it, who doesn't love a freebie? You need to head to my website, sherrystora.com forward slash level up to download your copy and you can get goal setting. And of course, this podcast would not be possible without my superstar sponsor, List Ready. So if you haven't heard of them or you're interested and want to know a little bit more, head over to their website, list-ready.com.au. Thank you so much for your support today. So let's get into today's episode and it's a biggie. It's something I'm hugely passionate about because this is a topic that we don't very often talk about. We talk so much about what it takes to become a million dollar agent, but very rarely do we talk about the cost of this. And Melita Bell, who is today's special guest, is very bravely doing exactly that. So let me tell you a little bit about Melita. Firstly, she is the number one agent for Remax in all of Australia when it comes to volume. She's ranked worldwide out of 125,000 agents, number 18. So this woman is truly a powerhouse. She's an in-demand speaker. You may have heard her on that ARIC stage. She's one of my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, and she lives just outside of Toowoomba on, what, 48 acres in Murphy's Creek in southeast Queensland with her husband and her son, Malachi. So, Melita, welcome to the Build Your Best Life podcast. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> I absolutely love that you're you're here. But look, firstly, I must congratulate you because you have just taken home this massive accolade and have been awarded number one for all of Remax for 2019 for volume, right? Yes. Yeah. So, how many properties did you actually sell last year? Uh, 117. So a lot of homes. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> properties. A lot of properties. But you know, it's not even just being number one in Australia for volume, which is a huge, you know. Um, accolade congratulations thank you but you know looking globally at the network for Remax which is a huge business I think there's over 125,000 agents yeah you guys uh, and you and your team are crowned what number 18 number 18 we got Ooh. yeah <laughs> straight away I'm like how do I get under that <laughs> <laughs> I love it always yeah. always pushing so I mean this to me is pretty pretty huge because if you look in Toowoomba what's your average sale price? Uh, 350,000. Yeah so I mean that's a lot of transactions to be running that through yeah and you know you've been consistently sort of doing this um, this sort of number over over a number of years now yes. so you know today we're going to talk a little bit around what that takes to become a million dollar 
sort of writer. So last year you wrote a million and fifty. Yes. And the year before, sort of you've sort of been writing around that million dollars or just under or just over. So you've always been consistent at around that yep. that level. But I guess I was trying to remember um, where we actually met, and I know we were talking about this earlier. Yep. Like um, I know that we've sort of connected. I think we worked out it was Facebook I think where it we was became Facebook. friends. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was stalking you. <laughs> <laughs> or probably vice versa. But we just became Facebook friends yep. and connected in that way when, when I was working as an agent too. And then I think we actually um, met at ARIC. Did we meet for the first time at ARIC? Yes, we did. Before you went up on that stage. And then we had dinner and we've sort of connected and kept in contact over the years. But I have been loving working with you. So we sort of started late late last year. But today I wanted to hit the rewind button, talk a little bit about your journey throughout real estate and how you sort of got into the business. So tell us all about that. Um, So I started off as a PA actually. Um, So for a million dollar performer in Ipswich. Um, so I was her PA for about seven years. So I learnt, I learnt from a million dollar performer and practically how I am today, that's how she is. So just very easygoing, just, yeah, we just did our own thing. Yeah. yeah. And so what happened? Because you were in, in Ipswich for, for seven years working in real estate yes. and then you basically decided to move to Toowoomba. You were getting married. Yeah, thought, oh, I'm just going to go to Toowoomba, get married, and I didn't want to do real estate anymore. You're like, I'm out? Yeah, I thought, no, nah, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> Which you weren't. How old were you at the time? Oh, I was only in my early 30s. Yeah, not too old at all. <laughs> um, so then I worked for an employment agency for 12 months mm. um, and we went to go put one of our houses in Toowoomba on the market and I rang quite a few real estate agents, believe it or not, and only one showed up. And I thought... One wow, showed up? One showed up out of four. Gosh. So I thought, okay, this... Um, to me, there was a gap missing in the Toowoomba market. So mm-hmm. I thought, why not? Let's just go back into it and see what happens. I knew no one, so mm-hmm. I was either going to sink or swim. Wow. So that's pretty pretty groundbreaking sort of stuff. And I think you talk to a lot of people and they you ask them, why did you get into real estate? And they'll say either to make money or because they felt that they could do it better, So, yeah, yeah. which is quite interesting. So after working, um, so joining House, you were there for what, four or five years? Yes, about yep. four or five years, yep. And, you know, tell us about this time because you did some pretty remarkable things, you know, in the business. And yes. I, I think there was one year that you wrote 1.1. Yeah, 1.1. And it was just you and a PA. Yes. Yep. So I can't imagine the hours that you're working. We were working a lot of hours, but it was fun. I mean, this job doesn't feel like a job some days. Mm. Um, Other days it does. It does. (laughs) But I think if you have a really, you know, a good support team, Mm. I think that's a big thing that you just love coming to work. It just feels like they're part of your family. So you're at home and just doing your own thing. Well, one of the things that I know you've talked about this this time with me is just the energy that you kind of had in the marketplace. And yes. it was kind of this fresh approach in Toowoomba and you kind of sort of shook things up a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so tell me more about that. Oh, I think um, Toowoomba's very um, older generation, which is fantastic. Like there's so many beautiful people um, in Toowoomba because we're obviously a rural community. Mm. Um, so we have a lot of farms and outer suburbs that we deal with. Uh, so it was just good to get that interaction with all new people and when we came all our clients when we turned up and had energy I, I remember going to a farm in heels and he just <laughs> cracked himself laughing um, so then I was known for turning up to real property um, so just doing a little thing and just having energy and mm. just bringing new you know marketing and new you know social media marketing is a big thing so so a fresh approach yeah absolutely fresh approach so um, you've now been at Remax for the last four years yes and I mean, obviously things are continuing going from strength to strength, but looking over this period, you know, there's now been five years where you have been a million dollar writer. Yes. You know, what do you think it's driven you to kind of want to achieve this million dollar kind of big, ah, that we have in real estate? I never thought I'd ever be a million dollar performer. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's not all cracked up to, you know, what the big hype that people think it is. Mm. Um, but I just, I think the day that you don't want to be a million dollar performer and you're just doing it because you love your job and you love, you know, meeting people and hearing their stories and why they want to move on to their next adventure or, you know, they've had heartache throughout their, you know, time in the home. So it's just, I don't know, I just like helping people. So I don't even look at the numbers. I don't even know how many numbers I write until my boss comes and tells me. (laughs) Well, look, this is certainly one of the things that we're going to be changing in our work together because it's all about accountability (laughs) and tracking. But, and I think it's, it is really about knowing the numbers, but there's a lot of agents out there where we're literally just head down, bum up doing the deals. And it really comes that power in terms of competing with yourself is where we really start to drive forward because, you know, in a town like 
Toowoomba, and there's actually a lot of great agents in Toowoomba, actually. Absolutely. Writing a good figures. Yeah. <laughs> Another one of our, um, my coaching clients, Helen. Yeah. Uh, Helen Austin. Hi, Helen, Love if you're up, listening, Helen. watching. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, certainly there's a lot of great performers, but I think when we move back, in, back into looking at this, um, this kind of, you know, keeping yourself accountable but also keeping competitive within yourself I think is incredibly powerful because it's so easy to get caught up in the noise but it's actually about improving and bettering yourself quarter after quarter year on year and you know it's not always about the figures about bettering yourself sometimes it's about okay well I actually want to put this project into place or this template or I actually want to put systems and processes in place in order to take time off so it's different for everyone absolutely but let's face it we are an industry that's driven by figures so quite often it's a bit it's about that. <laughs> so tell us honestly, yep. what has it what has it really taken to be number one? Uh, a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a mum as well, um, and you know, my son's only seven, so I've had to miss out on a lot from sports days to you know first days of school. Um, so I'm very lucky. I've got a great family support behind me that can actually take over when I'm not there. But I've had many countless nights driving home crying thinking what the hell am I doing because I've put other people first before my own family Mm. Um, and that's okay sometimes I'm not saying it's not okay but it does I don't think sometimes people realize when you've got other responsibilities at home especially children it does really hurt when you miss out on a lot Mm. um, a lot of stuff so yeah it's not all the glitz and glamour that people believe it is yeah Um, it's only really what people want to see sometimes I think this is such an important and powerful message and I just want to take a moment to acknowledge the openness that, yep. you know, we've sort of discussed that we're, we're going to be talking about today because it is so easy just to stand up on that stage and say, hey, listen, you know, I, I'm the king or I'm the queen yep. and everything is fantastic. But, you know, no one really does understand those sacrifices that you need to make. And, you know, it is different if you're doing average sale price of three fifty as opposed to $3 million. Like yes. you don't need to do as, as many transactions if you're in a, in a larger sort of metro area. Um, so that just means that you need to work harder and you need to pump through the volume in order to achieve that. Absolutely. But it means more hours. Yes. So, you know, something has to give. And this message that you're talking about here is incredibly powerful because, you know, it's not just about families or whether you be male or female or whatever your gender is. It's actually yep. sometimes even about sacrificing yourself, you know, sacrificing time with others. So, you know, I think it's very commendable that yeah. we're talking about <laughs> this today. So, you know, thank you so much for that. But, you know, over the last, you know, couple of years, how many days a week have you been working? Um, probably the last 12 months has been a little bit different due to yeah. health reasons, but before then it'd be nothing for me to work seven days a week, every mm-hmm. week, um, 80 hours a week mm-hmm. to build the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of sacrifices because um, my son was only quite young when I really started to build the business up. Mm. So, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about some of these costs and these sort of sacrifices yep. because I think that this is, again, something that's very imperative that we talk about. And particularly, you know, it is hard if you are a woman in this industry because, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you're still a, you're still a mum, you know. So you, yep. you want to be there with, you, with your child and you're still nursing a child. Yes. So let's talk about some of these costs. Uh-huh. And I know you've said to me that, you know, you were back at work literally two weeks after having a cesarean. That's correct. So... I mean, that is just jaw-dropping, like, you know, crazy. Why did you Why did you do that? Can I ask you honest, honestly, what, yeah. why did you do that? Uh, my nature is I don't like letting anyone down. Mm-hmm. So that was a big thing for me mm-hmm. um, to learn that it's okay to say no and to take time out for me. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, I've learned that probably since I met you <laughs> in December. Yeah. <laughs> that it's okay to say no. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm very hard on myself like that because I don't like letting anyone down and, you know, I'd get up early in the morning and get, you know, get Malachi all organised and then off he went to mum and dad's. And so, you know, I sacrificed a very, very lot. Like, it, yeah, it hurts when I talk about it. Yeah, and I think, you know, this it's this kind of message that we need to talk about because, yeah. you know, we might be seeing people that are saying, I want to be like Melita and I want to write a million dollars. But really it's important that we talk about, yes, that's fantastic and there's been lots of financial, you know, gain and, and other rewards. Yes. But there's also a downside to that and so I think it's important that we talk about this because it's never really spoken about it's always swept under the carpet yes yeah so you know I think that that's that's huge but you know it's even you were mentioning the other day you didn't even have time to really look after your own self and you know 
eating dinner or during the day it was going through a drive-through. Just going through a drive-through because that's all you had time to do. Mm. So, you know, I put on a fair bit of weight. <laughs> we <laughs> all have, don't worry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're just things that you forget about. Thank goodness for my mum and dad because half the time I'd call around and my washing and ironing was done and they'd have a nice meal cooked for me at, in the evening. So, yeah. Yeah, without them, I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't be where I am today. Which I think is, you know, pretty exceptional that you've got them there. But not everybody has that. No, that's right. And you know, again, you know, what I'm, what we've sort of talked a lot about is the fact that you know you're always putting, you know, the listings first, so to speak, instead of you and your family. Yes. And there is a way to do it both. But again, it's about that accountability and having the systems and structures so that you're able to do that. Yes. But you know, it's also really been about your health and we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit later on but also yep. you know your husband has you know had some health issues yes. and you know today we also want to talk about overcoming adversity and yep. issues that have sort of popped up so tell us about you know a time in your life where you know your husband had a car accident and yes yeah. yeah, so um, my husband had a car accident um with my son in, our son in the car um, which then we found out that from that car accident, he actually had cancer. Mm. So it was a lot of rushing down to Brisbane um, to have open heart surgery and then chemotherapy for six months after that. So, mm. um, and you still have to run your business. Yep. And um, it is hard for me to speak about it because none of my clients would have, have even known that there was anything going on in my life. So, And you're doing really well. I can see that you're yeah. being really strong. So thank you for talking <laughs> about right. this. Um, so, yeah, so it was a really horrific time because mm. um, watching someone with cancer and the, you know, you think chemo's good, but the things that come out of their body and then mm. you're trying to run a business and, and look after a, a small child and, and then making sure that they're okay with what they're seeing as well because it's really yeah. big for a five-year-old at the time to take all that in that this is what was happening to his life well there's a lot of stability issues then afterwards because they always sort of feel quite concerned about you know is mum or dad going to be around they're worried about their health absolutely mm. and he still brings it up today so mm. you know it does play on their mind mm. um so yeah so I think what's so interesting because essentially you would have had a choice to make I mean cancer is not something that you beat in two weeks it's literally a, a journey yes. and you know talking about operating the business whilst this was still all going on I mean what did you do with listing presentations and so forth. Um, so I remember um, we had a hotel here in Brisbane um, while he was staying here, um, getting all the treatment and open heart surgery. So I was doing a lot of work from obviously the hotel mm. um, and then I drive back to do listing presentations and negotiate contracts. Mm. So. All the while your husband's having chemo. Yeah. So. Gosh. And it's so interesting because I know I've also been on a similar journey in the fact that I've always put other people before myself first yes. and I think we actually do a lot of that as service providers whether you be male or female I think yep. women do have a tendency to do it a little bit more because of how we're culturally raised and it's really hard to not want to let people down especially if they've signed that paperwork and they've made a commitment to you absolutely you know and they're going through a really tough emotional time yeah and you don't want to tell them hey listen this is actually what's happening in my life because then they want might want to go and list with your competition absolutely. And you're like I need the money to pay for all, you <laughs> yeah, know what's happening for this <laughs> yeah exactly so it's a really difficult thing to sort of balance and and to kind of work out and I think yep. you know it's not just about how you manage it, you know, the day-to-day -day and being strong for your family and sort yeah. of putting on this brave facade and then walking into the office and pretending everything's fine. But really, you know, behind the scenes, I bet everything's kind of feeling a bit, a bit of a yes. mess. Yeah. I'm sure there are lots of times where you're probably driving in the car. That was always my solace whenever I get, uh, um, when I'm going through difficult times, I'll be in the car and there'll be tears. And that's and kind of like... <laughs> but you know it's, and I think the shower is another great place as soon as you close that door or get out of the car yeah. it's like that's done and, and it's like go time again and, absolutely and real estate is very much like that you know we are putting on a show and a performance yes you know whether it be a listing presentation or an open home and I think you know you need to have that ability to be able to separate yourself and to see yourself almost as a product and a service yes yeah in, in order to to get by is that what you what you feel absolutely so mm. you just got to learn to switch on and off at the at the right time yeah so it's interesting because we've talked here that the costs have really been you know you've had issues with your your family and you've continued working through it you yes. know that you've spent a lot of time you know and energy working that you know you've had a lot of weight weight gain and you haven't really prioritized yourself no. but you know you've also had some health issues yes. and I remember it's about 18 months ago now and I saw you post on social media about having a melanoma yes 
and having it cut out. Yeah. And I think I called you. and um, And we hadn't really spoken much before this. No. And I just, even now talking about it, I just am still feeling how I felt at that moment when I saw that post. Yeah. Um, but essentially you were sort of saying that you have prioritised. You you saw this for a little while, but you did nothing about it. Yeah, I saw it for about two years. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, it's just a little pimple or freckle or something like that. But deep down you know that there's something wrong. Mm. But you just I, – I, I probably made about five doctor's appointments, I won't lie, and I mm-hmm. cancelled them because a listing presentation came up or a contract negotiation came up. And it wasn't until I went to the doctor and she said, Melita, we need to biopsy that. Um, and it came back that, hey, you need to – get it removed and it might have been a little dot on my face but it was actually a 50 cent you know something growing underneath my skin that Mm. I had to get removed in my forehead which was really really panicky because you're thinking oh my goodness it's on your close to your brain as well (laughs) so um so now I found found an awesome surgeon up in Toowoomba and Mm. he took a lot of care for me because he wanted to do a lot of skin grafts and everything but because I'm in the public eye he um He worked it all out for me. Yeah, well, you look totally perfect and stunning now. But I think, you know, what's really interesting here, and I see this happen all the time, you didn't prioritise yourself or your health because you basically were too busy um, needing to do the transactions and to write the volume to be the million-dollar agent that you'd heard that you needed to be. To pay for your staff. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, you know... um, I then came up to Toowoomba and I was invited to, to speak. In fact, I think realestate.com actually arranged yes. that. And, you know, Daniel and, and Katie asked me along and there was actually a really special dinner yes. on that night before, which was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like a superstar. And we were sitting side by side and we were just talking about this this moment yeah. and you were telling me about your health yes. and you were just sort of saying, you know, how concerned you are, how concerned you are about the weight gain. Yeah. And literally, you know, after that that time, um, I think, you know, you had said, okay, Sherry, uh, let's do coaching and you'd signed up to do it to do it twice. Yes. And the whole purpose behind that was slowing down and putting systems and structures so you could have time out. Yeah. But of course, when the time came, you're too busy to do the coaching. That's correct. And, and you'd cancel. Yep. But something actually pretty big has happened in your life, hasn't it? Absolutely. You want to talk about it? Hi there, it's me, it's Sherry Stora, and I'm interrupting this interview with a special shout out to my sponsor, ListReady. Now, if you haven't heard of these guys, you need to go and check them out. Head to their website, list-ready.com.au because they are going to change how you look at VPA in this marketplace. And in fact, these guys really are the leading VPA finance solution in Australia. Now, there are a number of common themes that are running right throughout this podcast series and vendor-paid advertising is most certainly one of them. Now, this is not just because it helps grow an agent's business, but it's really about delivering those exceptional outcomes to our sellers in terms of price and also in terms of timelines. I must admit, I do understand that as an agent, it can often be challenging for an owner to actually find those additional funds to prepare and market their home correctly. And by default, this kind of becomes the agent's issue. So I've always used, you know, VPA finance solutions, but I never really found that overall encompassing kind of right option. That is until I heard about ListReady. And now you know why I'm so excited about them. I guess essentially what they do is they they look at all costs, whether it be renovating, landscaping, marketing, or staging a home right up to $25,000. It's really simple to use. And in fact, at the listing presentation, you grab your phone and you complete an online application form, which literally takes a minute to complete. And within a couple of minutes, once there's approval, the funds will go directly into your trust account. So this is extremely powerful and important because there's no hidden costs, there's no hidden fees for real estate agents. It's really a service that's been bought out of necessity for agents to help their sellers achieve the best possible prices. And in fact, it is actually ListReady's mission statement to actually provide and be the best value for vendors. So look, if you haven't already, go and check out their website, list-ready.com.au, or alternatively, give them a call on 1300 25 44 18. So last April, I went to get out of bed to get Malachi ready for school and um, I lost full movement in my right side of my body. Mm. Um, So got rushed to hospital and they thought that I may have had a stroke, which at 40 is not very, very good. Um, And then after lots more tests, um, lots and lots more tests, um, it came back that I was actually diagnosed with MS. 
So that's pretty pretty massive. But massive change <laughs> in my life. Massive. So people who don't know what MS is, can yeah. you just fill us in? Um, so MS is when you can have lesions on your brain or on your spine. Um, which can actually stop movement of your body. Um, And everyone with MS is completely different. Um, My lesion is at the top of my neck, um, which actually controls the movement of my legs. Mm. Um, So when it gets extremely hot um, or um, extremely cold, um, I have... I can have problems with moving moving my body. Mm. Um, so, which is not very good when you're in real estate. Moving all the time. <laughs> um, so I've had to really take a step back. Um, and just before I got diagnosed with MS, I actually put on my third staff member. So it actually, to me, was meant to be at that particular time. Mm. Um, but it does mean a lot of reduced hours. Mm. Um, and that's where... Now I've got you on board mm. to help me actually you implement, know, that. implement that <laughs> and do a lot less hours. Um, so my role mainly is just obviously listing properties because I'm restricted with, you know, how many hours that I actually can do um, and I'm not going to sacrifice my body body for that. And I'm very open with my clients now about it. So I'm so proud of you yeah. for even just making that statement because yeah. I know well, that's I a big one for you. Yeah, a lot of my competition doesn't know. Not <laughs> but I really wanted to, um, you know, put out there that even though you do have a disability, that you can, you know, still work, but if you prioritise and do things a lot differently. So yeah. um, I don't do anywhere near the hours that I do. And some days I cannot work Mm. Um, in extreme heat. I just physically cannot walk out that front door. Otherwise, I know I'm going to have a problem um, driving a vehicle um, and I won't put my son in in that situation Mm. on myself. So health first, because what I do now is going to affect me in 10 years' time. That's that's exactly right. And I know that your family has been telling you to stop for quite some time. Absolutely. That your husband's been telling you to stop. You know, everyone else has been telling you to stop, including the universe. Yes. But it literally has taken this moment to make make a change. Absolutely. And I love what you're saying there about, you know, the disability the disabilities, because I think this is something we don't really talk a lot about in, in the real estate industry. I think the big topic has really been about gender yes. um, yep. in most recent times. But, you know, there are also people who, you know, are colourblind, like that would affect you in marketing, but yes. actually then also have physical disabilities too, yep. which, which is what we're talking about here. But I think, you know, when we're when we're having a look at at this, you know, and breaking it down, it's not just people who, you know, are going through something like you are, to actually say, hey, listen, I can prioritise myself so that this situation doesn't occur. Yep. Because in this industry for such a long time, it's been all about this kind of burn and turn kind of mentality. Absolutely. And it's all about this million dollar rider. But, yep. you know, what is the cost of that? Because you might be able to write that for two, three, four, five plus years, but yep. there is a toll on it. And we need to be talking about this longevity. Yes. And interestingly enough, what you're talking about now with putting somebody else on uh-huh. and what you're talking about you know, in terms of going out and doing listings and that's all you do, that actually should be what happens in an EBU. Yes. And, you know, very truthfully and honestly, you know, with this kind of volume that you're writing, it's not normal to be working 80 hours a week, no. you know, and <laughs> yep. and not many people really do do that. So we've got to put the systems and the structures in order to, to maintain and make that happen. So, you know, I think with the EBU, you know, before this had occurred, you obviously were on that track. Yes. And part of that was that you wanted freedom. Yes that you wanted profitability and then your health came along and that was certainly a pretty big motivator. Absolutely, <laughs> very big motivator. So let's break this down and let's talk a little bit about, about your team because yep. you've, you've had a PA for a number of years yes. so you're really comfortable with the PA and yep. in actual fact, you know, the, the volume in which you, you write and, and how you've worked, essentially I would even think that your PAs are suffering from some burnout from time to time. They are the poor thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which look, I have to say the way that I previously have worked is also the case. Yes. And, you know, um, again, this has actually been talked about with a number of agents in this podcast series with EBUs about actually really loving our support staff and what we can do to make sure that they're not overworked so that they stay with us instead of burning out. (laughs) So I think that that's important. So tell us about your team. Um, So I've got two staff members. Um, So I've got an administration PA who does all the behind the scenes, social media, my beautiful gloss brochures, all my marketing. Mm. Um, And she's just fantastic. So And then I also have a buyer's manager um, who constantly runs buyers. So that's why I can sell a lot of offline properties because we've just got such a big database of buyers that we can look at. She comes and looks at the properties with me 
and then tries to match up the buyer before we even hit the open market. So, mm. um, but I was scared to put on a third person because you can write, say, oh, wow, I'm a million dollar performer, but I can tell you now you do not see a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get to the profitability part because yeah. I think, again, this is something else that's massive. Yes. And again, I thank you for being so open and honest about it. Yeah. But, you know, coming coming back to, you know, operating in a team, you know, it is very hard moving from that mentality of being a solo agent to actually being like the team leader, yes. which essentially you, you kind of are because yeah. you're used to like taking everything and basically you doing everything. And Control then, freak. Yeah, ex- which most <laughs> agents are so you know tell us about your mindset changes and I know this is still something that we're working we're we're currently working through but how are you feeling about it oh it's it was tough Mm. to let go of a lot of stuff but Mm. I think the biggest thing was when I was in hospital because I was in hospital for a couple of weeks while they were doing tests and everything Mm. um the biggest thing there was if I didn't have that team behind me I wouldn't have a business Mm. so and I wouldn't have a business today so if they didn't do you know and then I thought hang on a minute well they they did everything while I was in hospital. Yeah. So, you know, and they just left me alone. So for me, I'm like, well, if they can do it when I'm not there, maybe it's me that's the problem, <laughs> not them. <laughs> like bold moment, like bold moment. Yeah. Moment. Yep. And I think, you know, it's, it's quite often interesting in these situations where an agent goes away on holidays or where there's a health issue where the team truly does step up because they love the leader. Absolutely. And they love the lead agent and they want to prove that they can actually do it all. Yeah, but yep. we don't give them the opportunity to, right? No, that's right. So I think that this is, this is really imperative. And I think how we operate and utilise um, the EBU is imperative and you know some of the things that we're going to be working working through is actually you know your day-to-day running what everybody actually does in their job description yes because really at the moment like a lot of the things that you've been doing we can certainly allocate yes. and free up some of your time exactly so we'll just uh, digress onto that because one of the big things I'm super passionate about is yep. agents having lots of free time and yes. a lot of agents I do work with who are basically writing even any Anywhere in between the 500 to the million dollar mark are still writing their own ads. Yep. I'm like, get a copywriter who are much better at it <laughs> and you can free up your time to go and make more phone calls and talk to your database exactly. about actually buying the property instead yep. of writing the copy about it. Yep. So yes, yeah, so I love that you've taken that point <laughs> on board. Thank you. But I think the other one was really about slowing down in order to speed up. Yes. Because, you know, when you're running at this pace and when you're doing the volume that you're doing, 117 transactions in a year is ma- is massive. Yes. You know, it's kind of really hard to implement things when you're literally, like, there's no time left in the day to do it. No. And so you've kind of got to make a decision about slowing down in order to, to speed up. Now, yep. you've got this massive motivator with, with your health yes. now. And before that, you, you really struggled with making that decision. Why do you think that was? Because I couldn't understand, mm. well, how am I going to slow down when I've got, when I can carry anywhere from 60 to 80 pieces of stock? Mm. And you want to service your clients. So you want to ring them, you know, four times a week and you want to send them emails and keep them updated. But in the same token, you want to try and find a buyer for their home. So, mm. you know, trying to get all that together and trying, I'm like, I don't think it's possible to slow down to speed up. Mm. But when my health and the way that you've described it, I'm mm. like, well, hang on a minute, it all makes sense. But yeah. I've never had time just to sit down and actually think, well, hang on a minute, this does make sense. I just had to retrain my brain to think that way. Yeah, just think in a completely different yeah. way that you haven't been open to in the past. And I think it's small things like just having templates, templated emails for all sorts of different things, yep. having a system and structure for even those basics. So it's easy for your team too. Oh, and the emails, just the structures that you've sent to me, yeah. I'm just like, oh my goodness. That was pretty funny. <laughs> so, I mean, for all of, you know, the hard work and all of the million dollars that you've kind of done over the years let's really break it down and talk about this profitability factor because you know again we're talking about this million dollar agent Uh but it's not always million dollar agent is not the most profitable agent and you've also had a bit of an an awakening on this too recently yes Mm. so um getting new accountant and setting systems up in place to make it a lot easier for me Mm. um was a big eye-opener for me to actually see it in black and white that um and I'll be honest sometimes my staff earn more than me Mm -hmm. 
Um, which is very common, yeah. can I tell you. And yeah. a lot of agents that I do work with who are performing and writing really great figures aren't necessarily profitable. And in fact, sometimes we actually have to let the staff go because the agent's not making enough money. Absolutely. So the time, you know, you can earn a million dollars, but then you have to give the agency their cut. Mm. Um, and then you, I've got two employees to pay and then you've got super. And now you've got a factor that super's potentially going up to 12% over the next mm. couple of years. Um, and tax. then on top of that, you've got your tax. And then good old marketing yourself because you have to market yourself so people know who you are. Mm. Um, so when you take all that into consideration, the bottom line does not look healthy. Mm. Um, but I think we're so, you know, everyone's like, you have to be a million dollar performer. Um, I remember, no offense to anyone, sorry, when people like, you've got to get up at five o'clock to be a million dollar performer. Mm. Um, you know, like the biggest thing is you've got to do what's comfortable for you. Everyone's different. Absolutely. Mm. Like, you know, my 5 a.m. is different to the next person who can go to the gym because mm. I've got to get up and put washing in and make school lunches <laughs> and iron uniforms and, you know, get my son off to school. Yeah. So, you know, and then that's all before your day actually starts. Yes. And then you've got to <laughs> then deal with your 80 clients and 80 buyers and your potentially your 30 sales you've got, you know, <laughs> building and pairs and valuations. So trying to do all that, it, it, it gets bloody tough. I'm not going to lie. Well, the time management is really the hard part. And yep. I think that's where, you know, it needs to be an EBU that's working, that's profitable, that actually has systems and structures where everyone knows their role, yes. that they're the right people for the team. Yep. Um, and, you know, those roles sometimes change from time to time where, you know, somebody who might be a match for you, you know, today might be in a different place in two years and they might want to be their own agent. Absolutely. And so it's just a part of that journey together and having that sort of understanding. Yep. But I think, you know, this is a very common issue that we're seeing in the industry. It's all about this GCI. It needs to be about profitability. Yep. So, you know, we need to look at your profit and loss. We need to have a look at what the bottom line is, where we can actually cut costs, you know, what we can actually do to restructure. Yes. Uh, you know, is everybody profit centres? Yep. Because that's what it comes down to, yeah, you know, yep. just as we are for the, for the agencies. So... I think another thing that we have touched on here is just about this working all the time. Yes. And, you know, you and I were talking about it yesterday, actually, yeah. about the fact that the industry's kind of created a monster. Yes. And were you telling me you were researching a video? Yeah, I was when I was looking at my Arik video. <laughs> yeah. And I thought to myself, if I spoke at Arik again, like that was the most probably highlight of my career. Mm. It's um, such a big moment, yeah. I have to say, like, and you were fantastic on yeah. that stage. But, you know, if I spoke again, it would be totally different because I'm in a different place now. Mm. Um, you know, and it's not all about work. Yeah. Well, let's break, let's break it down. So at Arik, you spoke, was it 2017? Yes. Yes. Yep. So what did you speak about? Do you remember? Um, just about how I um, got listings and how I ran ran my business at the time because I think I was writing I was doing about 100 sales a year mm -hmm. between 90 and 100 sales a year mm -hmm. um, so 2019 even though it was my hardest year health wise mm. um, that's when I realised that my team actually sold more um, and if I didn't have that third person that buyer's manager I I probably yeah like I said I wouldn't have a business today mm. so so standing on that stage today, you're invited to, to speak at Arik. John yep. McGrath, if you're listening, yeah. Emily is available. <laughs> maybe, maybe in 2021. Um, what would you actually talk about today on that stage? Um, I'd talk about looking after ourselves more mm -hmm. and that being a million-dollar performer isn't the be's all and end all. Mm -hmm. As long as you're happy and you're happy to help your clients then that's, that's all that matters. Mm. Like if I only made 20 sales a year, it would not bother me. Mm. Um, I probably, well, I do probably think that look, it, it, it would. probably would bother me a bit um, because I've got a team and it might bother my team. <laughs> Sorry, girls. Um, but, you know, that's one thing. My health's more important because mm. that day when I lost movement on my right side and I thought that I wasn't going to be here the next yeah. day, um, the things that were running through my mind, it's, it wasn't good. It wasn't healthy for me. Well, you weren't really thinking about work at that point. You're, no. I'm sure, thinking about your family. Yeah. And I know um, that was around the time when um, the Women in Real Estate series was happening. Yes. And you were actually coming to the whole day, including um, the level up and the, the lunch afterwards. Yeah. And I remembered you sort of called and reached out and said, look, I'm not able to come and yes. sort of had mentioned what was going on. And you very kindly donated your ticket to, to somebody else yeah. to come and enjoy the day, which yeah. was super, super nice of you. But, you know, I know that even in hospital, there were still times where you were working yes because you found it really difficult to, to stop and I to prioritize yourself yeah. so I think even from that moment to today there's been massive mindset shift in you absolutely um, to, to put that forward yeah I also think too you know talking about putting ourselves first 
is essential. And not every single client's going to be the right person for you, no. you know, and you're and going to be the right agent that. for them. Yeah. It's okay to say no. Yeah. <laughs> because we're told just take everything, yes. take everything. But yeah. sometimes those people, you can't help them. They might be overpriced. Yes. You know, those um, sellers, they might be wanting something more than what you can physically give. Yep. Their expectations might be too high. They might be not in a position to, um, to want to do, you know, advertising. They yeah. want to sell it off market, but you can't sell a secret. No, that's you right. You know, sometimes we do sell them off yeah. market, though. But, you, but, you know, there are a matter of finding the right kind of fit for you in your business. Yes. You know, I think the other point of talking about putting ourselves first, it actually then frees us up to have the right energy so when we're in front of people that we're actually performing at our best. Yes. And in a changing and a difficult market, which it is it is changing right across this country at the moment, whether it be that you've, you know, encountered fires or floods at the beginning of this year, yes. you know, we've had the coronavirus, whether your market's, you know, booming or busting, which is happening, you know, there's drought in your marketplace. Yeah, it was, it was our toughest year in 2019 for Toowoomba. Mm. Uh, a lot of agents left the industry because of the drought. Which is good. We like it when people leave because then it means more deals for us, that's right? Probably why <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but that's, that's quite often true, but it's also very hard yeah. when you've got somebody who is selling a property and there's no water, yes. you know, on, on the land and literally you're photographing it and it's dirt. Yeah. There's no, gra there's yep. no grass there, you yep. know? And I know that So I live on 58 and it was dirt. <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, these things are super powerful and super important in terms of how we can really prioritise ourselves and make yes. sure that we are free to put together the deals when things are, t are difficult and yeah. challenging and presenting our energy. When we walk into a listing presentation, you need to deliver that powerfully. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes you need to be a different personality to what you normally are. Yep. So, you know, if you're with somebody who is an accountant and they're all about the finite details yes. and you are a social person and you're all about just list with me and everything's yeah. going to be great, <laughs> you've, got to you've got to change. Exactly. Yep. So that really takes a lot of energy and time. And I think that's where we need to start putting ourselves first so that you can make the deals. Yes. And, you know, there are a number of agents that I personally have worked with over the, over the last, you know, two and a half, three years that have literally just skyrocketed from slowing down in order to, to speed up yes. and working yeah. out what's right for them. So I think we just need to have those systems, those templates. We need to have everything all on track. And you've got them, but a lot of them have been in your head because it has just been you yes. and, and, and a PA, whereas <laughs> yeah. now you've got a team and we've got to give the structure. Absolutely. But, you know, I think a lot more of, of, you know, this bigger picture, and I talk a lot about building your best life, which I know you love. Yes. So let's talk a bit about what your best life really looks like. What, Like, what's your end game? Because I know that you've got a pretty amazing one. Yeah. Oh, look, I'd love to live by the water. That's my ultimate, my ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. But probably, I mean, everything's changed now. Like, I just want to spend time with my family. Mm. You know, I want to actually have a day off. I can't even, my mum's been asking me now probably for about 15 years to take her shopping for a day you know, just to have mum and daughter time. So for me... Mother's Day's coming up, know, just want to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mum. Uh, um, but it's, you know, those small things you don't think... You, you, you get so caught up in your own crap. Well, in the world of real estate, yeah. we do get very sucked yeah. into it, don't we? You know, and we get involved in, you know, everyone else's lives. Mm. And probably because I've been through so many experiences in my own life, helping people when they're struggling, that hits a chord with me mm. because I've been through it as well. Mm. So, you know, talking to people with cancer or health issues, mm. um, you financial can issues, you know, I can, I can emphasise with them and then I get caught up in their lives and sometimes forget about my own and that's mm. where I have to re retrain myself. And I think that's really hard, especially if you're a carer like yes. you are, because, you know, we just want to help everybody. Yeah. and But we can't actually fix everyone. We can't be a nurse to everybody. Yeah. Yep. And we need to remember that we're not responsible for their problems. We're yep. only responsible and we're not responsible for the market. No, that's right. But we are responsible for communicating that and doing the, the best job that we possibly can do yeah. yep. in those times. But, you know, coming back to, to you know, wanting to live near the water, wanting to live yep. near the beach. I mean, this kind of sounds like a pipe dream when you're living in Toowoomba. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want the best of both worlds because I love living on acreage mm. and I love water. Yeah. Um, so we just went and bought a jet ski um, <laughs> to try and make us go to the water because water's my therapy place, I call it. You don't mm. need therapy when you live on the water. Um, so for me, that's just a big pipeline dream. But then you said, but you can have it now, Melita. So it's like, well, I can do less hours and I can, you know, spend more time with my family mm. um, and look after my health. 
So that's, yeah. And I think, you know, when you feel happy, that also does impact your, your health too. Yeah. So it really comes down to those systems and structures and empowering your, your agents so you're not coming in and micromanaging them every day, Absolutely. that they know what they need to do, that they're stepping up to the plate yep. and that they're literally listing and selling themselves as well and, and moving moving forward in terms of their career yeah. paths. But I think this, this concept of, you know, still being able to live in a different place to where your marketplace is, yes. is actually quite a new one for, I think, our industry yep. because society's moved on where once upon a time you know you had to come to work and you had to work nine to five and be in the office absolutely but it's changed now you know we've got our mobile phones yes. and we've got things like zoom so you can still have a zoom meeting with somebody yep. you know but we're not kind of implementing this and you know you can still negotiate over the phone we've got DocuSign yeah you and know owners are so time poor too we forget mm. that that they work and they've got kids and they've got their own things to do yeah so gone are the days where it's like well we need to sit down and talk because I can tell you most of my clients don't want to sit down. And no. <laughs> they just want you to ring them and be straight up with them and so, and just tell them over the mm. phone. And sometimes that actually, if anything, can do your relationship damage when you're trying to force on them to get in front of them Absolutely. when in fact that's actually really what they do not want yeah. and they've communicated that. And that's a question that I'll ask all my owners. Mm. You know, how would you like me to communicate with you? Mm. And I can't remember the last owner that said that they wanted to sit down mm. sit down with me. Mm. Um, the older generation, yes, like when I'm selling for 80 and 90 year olds, of course <laughs> Go over because technology is not their not their thing. Which it is, isn't for most agents anyway. But I just need a 90-year-old that could text. It was <laughs> I love that. Um, so, you know, that's a big important thing for me is to find out what they want from me mm. and then what, you know, what I can help them with. And if I can't, then I'd rather not. And that was a big thing for me because I'd say yes to everyone. Mm. So, but if they're not the right client for me now, it's okay to let them go. Yeah, to pass them on to someone yeah, else and absolutely. maybe get a referral fee, which yeah. is also really lovely That's too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so knowing what you know now, because obviously you are a great performer, you know how to how to write the business, you know how to do a deal, you know how to hunt and, and find an opportunity yep. and, you know, put all this together. And that requires working a lot of hours. We're now reprogramming yes. in terms of how to actually build the right EBU, how to build it profitably, yes. but also get them working in the business as well absolutely. so that you're not micromanaging everything. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, so all of this that you, that you know now what would you do differently if you were to have your time over again um i'd start a team straight away and have those structures in place first mm -hmm. because then i wouldn't have had to do 80 hours a week back then mm -hmm. um and because i do limited hours now in my team for that to happen and that's where you came along mm. and said well hang on a minute let's just send these emails and do this and do that you don't need to work all those hours to earn the same money mm. um and that took me bloody 10 years. <laughs> so, yeah, so that would be a big thing for me is mm. to sit down and actually take the time to work on my business, mm. not just working in my business, actually on my business, mm. to have those structures in place to help people. Yeah. And you know what? It's okay to have a coach. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because you coach me. Well, thank me. you, darling. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I always thought I could do everything myself. Yeah. But... You know, I don't think there'd be any million dollar performer that does anything by themselves mm. because you do need that help and support. Yeah, and Otherwise I think sometimes happen exactly. And sometimes too, you also need that reset because you are all involved, and sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees, and you need somebody objective to point things out yeah. and to learn a completely new and different way. Um, but also too, you know, we we do tend as agents to think that we we know best. Yes. Yeah. Um, but having that sort of reset, and even myself, like I have people that I, I see, like I have a sports psychologist who yes. makes sure that keeps me working and being a performer yes. and keeps my mindset right. And I, I certainly have a, a business coach and so forth because I think you can always be learning. Yep. Um, and there's different things that different people can bring to the table. Absolutely. And for a certain period of time, they're going to be, you know, um, part of your journey. And then there might be a time where it's like next and on to the next one. And there's yeah. nothing nothing kind of yep. wrong with that. So and one thing I've learned is, especially this year, the less hours that I actually work, the better I am for everybody. Yeah. For my clients, for my staff, for my family. I'm not stressed. Mm. I'm not taking all the problems home with me. Mm. Um, so it's, yeah. But, I mean, 
okay, it's not a good scenario that I've got an MS. But <laughs> it's, it's really actually, not. But um, it is what yeah, it is. <laughs> it's helped me. Mm. It's helped me be the person I am now. Well, really, it's forced you to stop and yes. take stock of your life. And there would be a lot of people listening today who would be in very similar situation to what you have been in. I know I meet a lot of these agents. Yep. And, I, you know, as, as I mentioned earlier, I really wanted to take a moment to just acknowledge you being so raw and so honest about this today because everybody is battling. Yes. Quite often when I meet agents and they want to start coaching, they're kind of to the point of they want to give up their career because they're just so broken and burnt out and they're wanting some sort of change and they think that there must be some answer which there is but they don't know what it is Um, and and I think you being truthful about that today and sort of saying yes this is what I have achieved but this has also been the sacrifices that it's taken to get there absolutely yeah so thank you that's all right so look Parting, parting words of, of wisdom for anybody who is in that same position that, you know, that you've been in where you've, you know, you were writing really great figures, yep. but, you know, now really saw that you wanted to take time for your family and have more of a, a longevity in your career and take some time off. What yep. would be your words of advice? Sit down and work on your values. That mm. was a big thing for me is to actually work out what I wanted from my life from, you know, and I can tell you work wasn't number one mm. when I got sick. So, you know, whereas I thought work was always number one. Um, And get a coach, Mm. you know, just get someone else to do the work for you Mm. because I wouldn't have done what you've done for my business. Mm. So just putting all those systems in place, Mm. just actually spend the time and sit down and because if you take a week out of your business and work out what you want, where you want your business to go, it'll change your life. Yeah, lovely. Melita, thank you so much for joining us today. A powerful interview today by Melita Bell and I know that there were times there where she was holding back the tears as was I. Conversation with Melita being open enough about her current health and of course her journey throughout her career and how she would do things a little bit differently, but also, you know, some things that she would do the same. Now, today's episode wouldn't be possible without my amazing sponsor, List Ready. Thank you so very much. And on next Tuesday's episode, I'm going to be talking about what you can do to really set yourself up for success by implementing proven sales systems and structures into your business so that you truly can build your best life. And in a fortnight, I'll be interviewing Louise Lupton from Lupton Ferguson Real Estate in Mount Eliza in Victoria. Now, we're going to be breaking down her story on how she used specific systems and structures that held her accountable and in actual fact kept her competitive with herself that saw her achieve her best quarter ever. So... If you are keen to build your best life by harnessing your real estate career, by implementing proven sales systems and structures, by leveraging your results, by building your own celebrity profile and building your own EBU and team whilst making more profit and working less, then make sure you do subscribe to this podcast series so you're notified every Tuesday when those episodes do in fact go live. And if you are ready to take things to an even greater level, the doors are now open for quarter three of the Build Your Best Life coaching program, which comes complete with the success manual. Now, this is my foundational platform. It is a program that I personally have designed and been using since 2012 with constant um, improvements and tweaks. I've also been using it with my coaching clients since 2017. Now, this success manual comes full of templates, calendars, a daily journals, and it's delivered to you every single quarter. So if you want more information, head to my website, sherrystora.com forward slash BYBL. And remember, if you love a freebie, then I'm giving one of those away too. This is one of the templates from the Build Your Best Life coaching program and the success manual. And essentially, it's an Excel spreadsheet that helps you calculate your figures and your targets that you want to be working towards in this particular quarter. Now, once you've set out your GCI, it's then going to calculate for you how many properties you need to sell, how many properties you need to list, and how many listing presentations you need to do in order to achieve those goals. And furthermore, it's going to personalize this for you and it will automatically calculate all of those figures. It does all the hard work for you. So if you want this little freebie, and let's face it, everybody loves a freebie, head to sherrystora.com forward slash level up to download your copy. Now, if you'd like access to any of the transcripts, find the social handles or any information that we've shared today in this podcast, you can find it by going to sherrystora.com forward slash the number 18. Thanks so much for tuning in.